Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues here on American Family Radio. I'm Tim Wildman, back from vacation, and uh, the world's a lot better, it seems to me, looking at the news. <laughs> I just, uh, it, hey, it's a, it's a good day to be alive in the Lord. Amen. 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 Uh, Ed Battagliano with me today. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Welcome back. Thank you. Good morning, Fred. How are you, brother? I'm doing really Fred well. Jackson? Really well. Good to be here. You guys taking any family vacation time this summer? I took a long weekend. A long and weekend? took a long yeah, weekend. My wife and I are going to go somewhere in the fall. She she doesn't like hot weather. Yeah. She just, uh, you know, I won't go into specifics. Yeah. It's, if it's too hot, she so doesn't She's against global warming, too. Well, she. She's her, your her world's she's been your warming. A, she's your activist uh, in your family. Her world's been warming for a while. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. <laughs> it has nothing to do with climate change. <laughs> I hope I'm allowed to say I that. I don't on even radio. know what that means, but I'm laughing anyway. <laughs> you will. Oh man. Details at six. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we took a little. We're we we we're the we're uh, we are hot weather people. We yeah. like to, we our family. We were beach people. We like to go to the beach. So we. Most most years we go to the beach for family vacation. We did this time. Went down to uh, Destin, Florida. Good spot. Yeah. You've been there. Yeah. Great uh, spot. Yeah. Really uh, nice. We went to an air show. Huh? Oh, you over were the weekend? the Air Force in Canada, right? Yeah. Big part? Yes. You, yeah. Oh, you mean uh, when did you do this? This past weekend. Okay. Uh, Where'd you go see? Smyrna, Tennessee, which is about 50 miles to the southeast of Nashville. Uh, they have an airport there, and the U.S. Thunderbirds were featured there. It was a great show. Really enjoyed it. Now, does does Susie uh, like that kind of thing, or does she go just because she loves her husband? Both. Mm. <laughs> okay. Probably. Yeah. But I no, I would say I probably enjoy it more than than she does. But it, we had a great time. It was really neat. Of course, air shows were one of those things that were kind of put aside because of the right. pandemic. Uh, we were actually we weren't inside the airport area. We were outside. We parked in a shopping center mall, but that was packed full of people, right? Because you get to see the high performance aircraft like the F eighteen, and of course the Thunderbirds, the F sixteen. So we had a great which, time. Which, which one is the, is it? The Thunderbirds that are out of Pensacola? No, that's the Blue Angels. The Blue Angels. I yes. it was one of the, when the Thunderbirds are out of where? I, I think they're out of California, or at least that's where they do all their practicing. Okay. Uh, out of the Thunderbirds, the, is that Air Force? That's Air Force, okay. yes. They do 60. You know, uh, while we were in Destin uh, having dinner one evening, there was a uh, five uh, vintage World War II planes came oh, over. Really? And doing a doing a show. Huh. Uh, I, I think they were probably practicing. Yes. They were practicing, but because I think it, they came out of, is it L? L, L? Eglin. Eglin. Eglin Air Force Base is right Behind you there. At By Destin. Fort Walton, right? Yeah. By Fort Walton Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I see the signs all the time, But the, and the jets come over. And you get, but, a, uh, you get a fighter jet show every day there. Yeah, no, you really do. Uh-huh. Well, and one plane came over uh, came over the hotel. 
we were at. I mean, it came over 500 feet, like 11 o'clock at night. That was Tom Cruise, probably. <laughs> yeah, he was on top of the plane, walking yeah. around. I saw him. Huh? No, that in thing, that movie. That thing, it shook the building. Yeah. I saying, who's, who's, allowed, who's allowing these uh, military planes to, you know, to rattle the vacationers here? This is not, this is not good for uh, tourism. Right. Huh? What time of the of the night? It was like was eleven it? o'clock at night. Really? Yeah, it was. That a, is unusual. It was a. It, it wasn't a fighter plane. It was a big lumbering <laughs> thing that almost took out like the C one thirty or something. Almost took out my room. Yeah, huh? it, it was that close. Look wow. it up. Yeah. Well, also <laughs> there, there is a. You mentioned the uh, C one thirty, the Hercules. There is a base just to the west of Eglin, of Hercules aircraft. They do rescue and that sort of yeah. thing. So they're around there too. So Destin, if you want to see airplanes, <laughs> that's the place. Yeah, you know, but you got all kind of uh, important uh, Air Force and uh, Navy stations all along the Gulf Coast. There yes, because I know the Hurricane Hunters are out of Biloxi. That's correct. Right. That's correct. And uh, JJ Jasper, our own JJ mm-hmm. Jasper, he he's been down there and got on one of the uh, Keesler, right? Yeah, they invited Keesler. him yeah. to, to go on with one of those yeah. Hurricane Hunters. That's neat. He went into a hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. You know? With them, uh, raise your hands if anybody wants to do that. Here no, in this JJ panel. is cut from a different <laughs> no. cloth, and, and I think even today's JJ wouldn't do that. That was yesterday's. <laughs> that was yesterday's <laughs> JJ. I think he's, he's uh, got a few great more gray hairs. I don't if know. you know, if you say, "Hey, who wants to go swim with the sharks?" <laughs> JJ's hand. Yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> who I'll wants to go I'll wrestle give, bears? JJ's try, hand. I'll try, I'll try anything once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> once. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you for listening to American Family Radio. Ed, tell folks how they can join us on the Internet there. Yes, if you want to watch us do radio, you can go either to Facebook or YouTube and search for Today's Issues. That is the name of this program. And click through, and you will have video of us. And I am waving. Brent, am I Brent Creeley, our producer, is that the right? Okay, there we go. We want to uh, wave to the right camera and, and look. Not look as dorky as versus, I normally do. Versus the left camera. Yes. That's yeah. right. But I do. So anyway, that's how they do it. Or you can, uh, by the way, uh, if you want to stream the audio of this program, you can go to AFR.net. You can do that anytime you have internet. Or if you're traveling and won't be around a terrestrial radio station, simply download the AFR app and you can listen anywhere you have strong internet hey just one quick question here because america wants to know yes uh you, you mentioned diane is a uh not a not hot, hot wet she's not a beach person right hot, well she she is if it's cool okay weather. so where do you so where do you guys like to go then in, well we'll uh, probably go down to destin or orange oh you beach mean but you go in the fall we'll go in the fall okay yeah so we'll, we'll probably go in november or something and that's not cold that but whole area that i'm telling you that whole area from i guess Gulf Shores, Orange Beach, over to almost down to Panama City, just boomed. Yes, over the last 10, 20 years. Yeah, Panama always looks some of the, the skyline like Miami. You know, you see these high rises, the condos. Uh, it, I could not believe how developed it is along there now. Yeah. it is a popular, yeah. great yeah. spot. Great. Well, spot. it's a, it's a. Uh, we saw tags from all over, mm-hmm. so people are driving from the, even the Midwest to to the to the to the whole Gulf Coast yes. area for vacation. So, yes. Well, it's either that or try to make it to the eastern seaboard from the Midwest. But honestly, the the um, 
that the, the Gulf Coast, it's pretty nice, yeah. pretty nice ocean weather. I, when I used to yeah. go to the beach all the time in New Hampshire, New England, even in the dead of summer, the water was cold. <laughs> you didn't go in the water, did and you? The, and the beaches were not nice yeah. and sandy like they are down, yeah, you know, down the Gulf Coast. So yeah. I'm guessing that's part of the attraction too. All right, Fred. Let's go back to the real world here. Back uh, to the real world. Leave vacation land and go to the real world. <laughs> well, um, I, I guess you could probably say today is if you're a Republican, your favorite Democrat senator, I think, is Joe Manchin right now. Because Joe Manchin has got his finger in the dike, as it were. He is holding back, it seems, according to the news reports at least, the most radical of the Democrat agenda. And what we're talking about, for instance, S-1. S-1 is the Senate companion to H-1 in the House. It's federal takeover of elections. That's that's the bottom line. That's what it is. That That's what Chuck Schumer and the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, want to do. Federal government take over election rules, voting rules. And Joe Manchin says, no, uh, I'm not going to permit it. It's hard to believe we're at this point where one Democrat senator is all it takes to stop, assuming, right. assuming uh, all Republicans would vote together. So S-1, yeah, it's federal government takeover. Joe Manchin on the weekend giving several interviews, and he's saying uh, this country, and I'm paraphrasing to a certain extent here, but he says that would divide this country even more so than it is now. We cannot do this. Uh, so I, I'm going to let you have a listen to what Joe Manchin had to say. Uh, also, he's, he's the senator from West Virginia, Democrat, Democrat senator from West Virginia. He's also opposed to ending the filibuster. Again, I, I mean, it's it's a critical vote of Joe Manchin. So here he is. Cut number three. We also get a response uh, from Republican minority whip Steve Scalise. It's a wrong piece of legislation to bring our country together and unite our country, and I'm not supporting that because I think it would divide us further. I don't want to be in a country that's divided any further than I'm in right now. A lot of great things I agree in that piece of legislation, but there's an awful lot of things that basically don't pertain directly to voting. Remember when Joe Biden promised that he was going to unite and work with everybody? Uh, he, he's out there undermining people on his own side because Joe Manchin says he wants to help President Biden fulfill his promise of working with people. At least Joe Manchin putting this marker down on that and on H.R. Right. 1, which is a bad piece of legislation, uh, says that it's time that uh, President Biden has to start working with Republicans like he promised. Now, who is the last person we heard there? Yep. Steve, Steve Scalise. Scalise. Oh, Scalise. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, Joe Manchin and uh, I should say uh, the Arizona Democrat. Cinema. Um, Cinema. What's her first? Kirsten. Is it Kirsten? Kirsten. Cinema. Both of them have uh, been pretty strong on this issue. That is, to much of the dismay of Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden and others, they are not in favor of ramrodding legislation mm -hmm. uh, through and uh, doing away with the 60-vote uh, threshold. Personally, and we've talked about this before a few years ago, I, I, don't, I don't care if the filibuster goes away or not. I don't think it's constitutional but it's not unconstitutional either i don't guess i guess you would have to be one or the other wouldn't it tim well it's not the constitution it's not in the constitution speak to it. no and and so from that perspective i don't really care however 
The Democrats have used the 60 vote rule to thwart everything President Trump and the Republicans wanted to do right. for the last four years. And they used it all the time. Flip who's in the White House, and now all of a sudden the Democrats are wanting to get rid of the 60 vote rule because it's stopping them from ramrodding all their, quote, progressive, hard left legislation they want to get through that they can't as long as the 60-vote rule is in existence. By 60-vote rule, I'm talking about the filibuster where you have to have 60 senators to pass legislation, not 50 or 51. And Manchin and Cinema, and probably a handful of other Democrats who aren't as vocal as they are, have said, no, we're, we're not forgetting rid of the 60-vote rule. And thus, this is really, really frustrating the hard left. And the, and the other de- parts of the Democrat Party, and they are they are ticked at Manchin in particular. Uh, <clears throat> but you mentioned holding your finger in the in the dike. Well, the the Democrats, of course, their hypocrisy means zero to the Democrats. <laughs> they can call the sky blue to, today and say the worst thing the sky could be is green, and tomorrow they're going to say the sky is green and the worst thing it could be is blue. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people, uh, it's whatever serves their purposes to gain power today because three years ago when president Trump was advocating for, to get rid of the filibuster, uh, because it was stopping everything he wanted to do. The Democrats said, no, this is, this is part of a a Senate, uh, history. And we have to maintain, uh, you know, the integrity of the Senate and allow for the voice of the minority party. And they were all sanctimonious. You remember that? Right. Now those same people are saying, we don't, (laughs) we didn't mean that we, now it's our turn. We're ready to uh, we're ready to ramrod all this stuff down the throats of Americans and Manchin is stopping us. Hmm. Well, and the fact that this bill is called the For the People Act <laughs> is absurd on its face. This is not for the people. This is for the Democratic People Act, and <laughs> everybody knows it. That's you know what uh, a lot of critics of this bill are talking about: the fact that it is uh, a democracy killer. And it is going to uh, keep power in the hands of Democrats forever. And that's why the Democrats are so angry at Manchin, because this is their opportunity to snatch power uh, by passing, by federalizing state elections and by allowing to happen in every election what many of us think happened in the last election in 2020 in terms of mail-in voting and ballot harvesting and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I just say go Joe. Yeah. I just, I just, I feel it in my heart. You know, say go Joe Manchin. Yes. You know, that Joe, that Joe, Joe Manchin, not Joe, oh, Biden. No, not Joe Biden. Right. <laughs> well, he wouldn't know where to go if I told him, but anyway, <laughs> but a boom. Uh-huh. Where, where okay. All so, cylinders? Well, well, Guys, what's motivating Manchin? Uh, is it the fact that even though he's a Democrat, he serves a basically conservative yes. community? Yes. It's a red West state. West Virginia really. is a red state. Uh, how he Now, there's a lot of blue dog Democrats. Like There still are some, or yellow dog Democrats, whatever they call them. Some of those people in the Midwest and in the Deep South, uh, there are some that are still out there, although they've been, they've been purged from the Democrat Party. But I think... I think uh, he comes from a conservative state, and uh, he he maybe the, he he knows that they they're not supporting Joe Biden, and uh, that 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 the Democrat Party that he's a part of is way too far left. 
That's my view. Uh, I, well, I, he, he kind of said, you heard Manchin in that. He said, this country is already badly divided. Yeah. yeah. So I would have asked if, if I was interviewing him at that point, just a second, Senator Manchin, who's doing the dividing? What are we divided he's gonna over? Say, he's going to say both. He's going to say both because he, st- he well, still wants to be in the Demo- – he, he still has to hang out with some of the Democrats, even though they hate his guts now, some of them. The fact of the matter is I, I think it is both because you have two mutually exclusive worldviews. You have a secular, atheistic, socialist-leaning Democratic Party and a by and large – God-honoring, maybe God-fearing even, uh, constitutional, founding principles type of Republican Party. So you have the left wants to consolidate power, the right wants to disperse power according to the separation of powers in the Constitution. You really can't bring those two together. Those are mutually exclusive. We're, this mm-hmm. country is going in one direction or the other. And what Joe Manchin is saying, this bill would divide us and make us even more hostile because it is going to be a clear power grab by one side. And when you do that, eventually the worm turns. Eventually the other side gets power and they're not going to go back to the way it was. They're going to do what you did when you had power. And my question to you is who's the worm? (laughs) If the worm turns, who you call in the worm? Uh, I just Dennis Rodman. And and is the the worm a good or bad Pistons term? Or is it neutral? Is it animal neutral? The worm. Go ahead, Fred. Yeah, next story. Well, uh, we can we can revisit this yes. later. <laughs> I, I think uh, along the same lines, you had this uh, mayoralty race in McAllen, Texas. Uh, McAllen, Texas has been solid, solid, solid Democrat. How do you pronounce the town? McAllen. McAllen. It's right down on the border. Right on the border. Right smack dab on the border. And over the weekend, a Republican leaning because it's supposed to be a a bipartisan area, that's or nonpartisan, they call it. But it was a Republican who won the mayoralty race after uh, that city has been solid Democrat for years and years, even up until the last election, uh, federal election last year. Uh, but a Republican there uh, actually won that race. And I attribute that directly to the crisis that's going on oh, yeah. in, our, in our border cities. We've seen Democrat members of Congress condemn Biden condemn Vice President Harris for their lack of concern, apparently, of the crisis that's on our no, southern they're not border. Stop, they're not, Biden and Harris are not stopping the invasion no. of, our, of our country. Mm-mm. What's going to be millions of people who are continuing to pour over our border as now. And, and uh, this is interesting, folks. This, is a, this, is a, this may be a, a turning point. Who knows? McAllen, you're right. I'm looking. McAllen, Texas is literally on the border, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's uh, 80% of the of the population there is Hispanic. Correct. What I understand. Mm-hmm. So, and, they're, and they voted for Obama. They voted for Biden. They, it's an overwhelmingly Democratic town. Mm-hmm. It's 141,000 people who live there, by the way. So, now you have a republic. I don't know all the dynamics. Maybe there's stuff we don't know that went into this election. But... Nevertheless, a Republican wins mm-hmm. in that town for the first time, I guess, ever, or at least in the in many years, at in least in many years. And you have to say, why is that? Now, again, I don't know all the, you know, maybe the maybe the Democrats weren't picking up 
the trash around town. That's maybe one of the reasons why they lost, you know, or weren't doing a good job. Uh, the, the, but I will say this. What it seems to suggest is that there are a lot of Democrat voters who live on the, on the, the particularly the Texas border, maybe New Mexico, Arizona, who are seeing firsthand the results of an open borders policy yes. that Biden and Harris have had that the Democrats embrace, with the exception of some Democrats who actually represent people on the border. Uh, and they're saying, whoa, we, we can't go for this, okay? And these are Hispanic Americans. A lot of people think wrongly that just because somebody is a Hispanic that they uh, support open, they support no borders because they're saying, okay, I'm a Hispanic. It's Hispanics who are wanting to come into our, come into our country illegally. We need to be welcoming of them. And so y'all come. And that's not a fair assessment of how most, American citizens who are Hispanics feel about the about the issue. That's right. See what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, as, we, as we've said, chaos is chaos, and nobody nobody wants chaos in their community. Well, you know, whatever your ethnic background or your racial background. <clears throat> now, the Republican who looks like is going to be declared the winner. I think it's on. Is it official or unofficial? I'm not sure the election results yet, but he is uh, Hispanic himself. Yes. Well, the name is Villalobos, so um, uh, so that to me indicates that there are Hispanics in that community who think it's a bad idea to have wide open borders. This could be this could if I were a Democrat in the Democrat Party leadership in this country, I'd be worried about that that election, even though it's just one city uh, mayoral election, because uh, you know. It, the, the Democrats are going to have to have a majority. They need a big majority of the Hispanic, quote, vote uh, in America going forward to to maintain power mm-hmm. and or to, to, to be competitive. Uh, now, they the Democrat Party, they can count on 90% of the African-American vote yes. every day, all day. doesn't mm-hmm. matter what they do. But the Hispanic vote, uh, the Hispanic you know, it's it's uh, even it's uh, to say the Hispanic vote. It's like saying the white vote or the black vote. Uh, there's it's not uh, monolithic. It, it's not monolithic. Okay, and so with the Hispanics, uh, they're not. Uh, if I were Democrats, I would be concerned about that. I would be concerned yeah. that now the Dem- the Hispanics do vote more Democrat than they do Republican, probably sixty forty, but. Uh, Maybe if it went 50-50 in this country, the Democrats would be toast. Yes. Well, then let me let me ask you let me guys ask you this. Let's let's do a little hypocrisy check. Okay? Let's say the vote in the Hispanic community flips. Let's say it is 60-40 and it flips 60-40 Republican. Oh, it's death for the Democrats. Then then which party wants to shut down the border? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Ah, I'm following you. I'm yeah. tracking with you, Ed. Right now, it's all about compassion. Right. We want these people are suffering. We got to let them in here. It doesn't matter who. Get rid of ICE, blah, 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 blah. And then they start voting Republican. I'm thinking the Democrats are going, hey, they're going to be gotta, off for a border wall. We got to build that, finish the wall. Yes. And we're going to make that's Mexico a, pay for it. That's a good point. That's a good point. And I got, that was cute what you said there at the end yeah. of that. 
Uh, I wonder where you got that one. Uh-huh. Uh, also, Fred, uh, you said that uh, people have been trying to cross illegally now are coming from 29 different countries. They have tracked now 29 different people from 29 different countries. So now people are understanding who want to come here e- come here from around the world. They're saying, hey, we just go to Mexico and walk through. And walk in. Walk in because mm-hmm. Joe Biden wants us to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, Kamala Harris went to Guatemala. And we're going to be on this story when we get back. On the next Today's Issues, we'll talk with Dr. Frank Turek of I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Without security, without law enforcement, there's no business. Without security, we wouldn't have the basic conveniences that we have today. We wouldn't have civilization. Don't miss the next Today's Issues, weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio and on Facebook. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. An Illinois school district is under fire after they confiscated a little girl's Bible while she was reading during recess. It's not much of a surprise because we have a bunch of godless anti-Christian Democrats leading our nation's public education system. Just last month, a Michigan valedictorian was ordered to remove God from her graduation speech. The second grader named Gabrielle liked to bring her Bible to school and read it during recess. The school contacted Gabrielle's parents, told them their daughter was not allowed to read the good book during recess. The ACLJ fired off a letter to the district reminding them of a Supreme Court ruling that ruling held students do not shed their constitutional rights to freedom of speech at the schoolhouse door. But let's be honest, had Gabrielle been reading rules for radicals to her classmates instead of the Holy Bible, she probably would have been given a gold star and a cookie. I'm Todd Starnes. Isaiah 55, verse 8, 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues here on American Family Radio. Hey, if you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. We thank you for listening. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Patagliano and Fred Jackson. This program airs Monday through Friday from 10.05 to 11.30 Central Time called Today's Issues. Thus, we are covering the issues of the day. What did you say before the break? You I don't remember know, what you it, said? It was powerful. Was it profound? Yeah. I can't even remember it either, but I was going to comment on it. But I Oh, when I was talking about the hypocrisy check. Is that what you're oh, yeah. talking about? Yeah. That if Hispanic voters started to f- flipped and, and went like 60-40 Republican, yeah. then which political party would be for shutting down the border? Now, I, I will hypocrisy check works both ways. If you had Republicans suddenly saying, no, we need to keep the door open. Mm. But, I don't think you have that. Yeah, I don't that, think you yeah, have yeah. But uh, it's interesting. Uh, the, our, the vice president of the United States... Oh, I know what we, I was going to say. You reported that 29 different countries. Yes. People from 29 different countries have now been cataloged coming across the Mexican border, which means uh, it's not just Central America, not just Mexico, but it's people from uh, Islamic countries around the world, uh, other countries. They all <clears throat> see the open door for them to avoid regular immigration channels. So they're flying into Mexico and just joining the thousands no. coming, yeah. coming across the Rio Grande and other places. No, Joe Biden and, and, and Harris, uh, Vice President Harris, they've unhinged the door. Yes. <laughs> okay. They've unhinged the door. Let me just say this and we can talk about it. Just to be clear, and I've said this before, and listen, uh, Republicans aren't right on every issue. Sometimes they're wrong. At least we all have our, but we all have our, uh, our political ideologies that you have to, you have to pick a team. Okay. And then, and then fight within that team for, for what you think is best. The Republicans are for now, not all of them, but most all of them, I would say a vast majority are for law and order on the border. President Trump reflected this. Mm-hmm. President Trump had our Southern border under control. And it was humane. It was legal. Remain in Mexico. Everybody just can't flood in here and claim uh, what, it, what asylum. That was being abused. And he stopped all that. He had the border under control. It took a lot of work, too, because he worked with the Mexican president. That's right. On this. So well, what Biden and Harris did, and I don't know how much voters of theirs supported this or not, but it, it is it is a fact. What Biden and Harris and the Democrats are doing, and this is hard to say because you go, that can't be true. No, it is true. They want as many people to pour into our country as they can get in here Mm -hmm. while they're in office. Mm -hmm. And so they're taking down every uh, thing that that keeps them from coming. Yes. Stop building the wall. Uh now they've got basically 
the the I border patrol has turned into the welcome wagon. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just passing out, you know, coupon bags as they come in. So you know, so people can Bed, enjoy bath their, and beyond. And, well, and, and, and and listen, they're paying to ship people all around our country. Yep. Right. So Biden and Harris. This is shocking to think about. The Democrat Party don't want borders. Nope. At all. Mm-mm. Now, what does that ultimately do to your country? It destroys your country. If you can't have control of your borders, it destroys your country. Now, uh, Harris went down to Guatemala. Guatemala. She's there right now. She's down there right now. What's her What's her purpose down there? Well, you're, this this is hard to, hard to believe, but I, I'm reading now. The Vice President Harris says the reason. These people are leaving countries like Guatemala. This is what her people actually told reporters is because of climate change. Oh, shut up. And the economy. Just shut up. Climate and the economy are the main reasons. Now, wait a minute. The economy, what do you mean by that? Their economy is poor in Guatemala. Well, if that's the standard, we got got, uh, about 90% of the world wants to come to America, and we ought to let them in. If the standard is the economy is climate. But listen to this. Now, I hope I don't... The president of Guatemala, Giamante, I believe is his last name. Giamante, okay? That's who she's been... But he did an interview yesterday, and he said he... I'm reading from a Fox News report right now. He said he and Harris are not on the same side of the coin on the issue as to why people are coming here. And blamed what he saw as a more welcoming message to migrants by the new administration for the surge. He said that? He said this. The message changed, too. We're going to, and he's quoting now, paraphrasing what Biden said, we're going to reunite families. We're going to reunite children, he told CBS News. He says the very next day, the Coyotes were here organizing groups of children to take them to the United States. you, You won't see that on the mainstream media. No. Huh? And he mentioned CBS. So what? what is he saying? He said, when this is the, again, excuse me for interrupting. I just want people to be clear. Yeah. When you're quoting right now, you're quoting the president of Guatemala. That is right? correct. He's saying. Or of Honduras. Which one was Guatemala. it? Guatemala. Okay. Guatemala. So he's saying, Harris, you know, Harris is saying the reason they're coming is climate change and, and the economy. No, he says, when Biden gets elected, he opens the border. Yes. And he tells the world, yes. I want a surge. Yes. We right. played that how right. many times? Plus, he said, I, Biden says, I want to reunite families. Giamonte says the coyotes arrive the next day, and they start taking names. Okay, wow. give me $500, wow. and I'll get your kid up there. I'll get your wife up That's there. That's why all these children started coming unaccompanied. Exactly. Because the Guatemalan president is saying they leave, they're leaving my country, mm-hmm. our country, because the coyotes, which is... How would you describe what? But that's the traffickers. That's, that's slang human for human traffickers. They're slang for they're human mafia. traffickers. They're mafia. So, people, the kids are are leaving Guatemala, going uh, through Mexico by the coyotes. Mm-hmm. It's criminal. It's a criminal. Uh, it's yeah, human traffickers. Human traffickers. And, and they're being paid big money. I think five hundred dollars is a yes. is an underestimate of of what they're being paid. Now, this kind of begs the question. I guess it's a side issue. What kind of parent sends their kid off with a with a coyote? Good night, huh? I don't, I don't know uh, if they got yeah. a bunch of orphans there, or 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 if these uh, people in Guatemala think, "Hey, I'll send my kid ahead, and then they will let me in." Yeah, 
to the U.S. Or they may have family members uh, already in the United States and yeah. find uncle so-and-so. That's and, why they put their numbers on there in a piece of paper. Yeah. The coyotes put the, have the uh, kids put their phone numbers uh, on a piece of paper so that when they get to the U.S., the Border Patrol, they, I guess they just have them call their family members yes. in the U.S. and they come pick them up. Of course, now we they, saw last week, remember that heartbreaking video mm-hmm. of the coyotes dropping off. Was it was a five-year-old. It's a little boy. Little boy screaming, come back, come back. Yeah. yeah. but but Terrifying. But, but here's the point, that uh, Central America is being emptied out. Yes. To come to the United States because Joe Biden and Harris have opened the doors for them. Mm-hmm. And Harris is down in Guatemala today uh, acting, like, acting like she doesn't know why that Guatemalans are leaving. And Well, she has her narrative, but the Guatemalan president said, no, your narrative's <laughs> wrong. Yeah. And her narrative is it's the climate. And the economy. Yeah. Okay. We'll fix it with money. It's always hot in Guatemala. <laughs> right. It, it's been hot in Guatemala since God created the earth. Yeah, because it's and, something called the equator. Yeah. Yeah. So don't don't give me you're gonna try to pass that one off on anybody that it's the climate that the Guatemalans are leaving uh to come to the United States. Well, they they blamed ISIS on climate change. Well, there, there's there, I mean the, 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 this it's it's a flexible explanation, Tim. Okay. It can explain everything. What was the other reason? Economy? Economy. Yes. Well same thing. Okay. I can buy that one because they're poor. Yes. And they're right. in poverty. Mm-hmm. And, and they, it's and, been that way. For and it's centuries. been that way. And they say, hmm, where can we go where we have better opportunity for a better life? Oh, we go a thousand miles up the road, so to speak, to the United States of America, and we'll have a better chance uh, for a better life and be, than being stuck here in in uh, this uh, in, 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 our, in our home country. Which is a hopeless situation. And and let me just let me also say, am I right? Uh, yes. About the motivation, right? There? And, and let me just also say, and I'm not a, absolutely not an expert on this, but all of Latin America has been under a certain kind of economic system since the Spanish conquistadors came over here and conquered Central and South America, and it is very top heavy. You have a wealthy top class and then then you ha- you have very little middle class and you have a large much larger segment of the poor and it's been very they've had all kinds of revolutions and they've tried to fix that but th- it is also a cultural issue it's in not terms change of the wealth anytime soon you're not going to be able to throw money at this there is a mindset of wealthy this is this is why Venezuela turned socialist because the people there we're tired of the corruption, and there was a lot of corruption. And you have Hugo Chavez come and say, what we need is a socialist Marxist revolution, and they destroyed the economy because they took all the wealth. They said they were going to parcel it out, but, of course, we always know they don't do that. And you're not going to be able, as Vice President Kamala Harris, going down there and throw 400 or $500 million at Guatemala and fix all that. Now, that's what she's going to say today, I would be my guest, yep. Fred. yes. She's going to announce, I'm talking about a Harris, she's going to go down to Guatemala. She's already down there now. we got pictures of her. Talk to a few people, mm-hmm. President Guatemala, basically ignore what he says yep. <laughs> about the reasons why they're leaving his country, his own people. And then she's going to say that America, federal government is going to invest how many billions? Between of, 300 and 400 million. 
billion dollars. What that means is uh, that's going to be that that's going to be her answer today on what they're doing to stem the uh, illegal flow of their of those citizens into the United States. What gets me is it's it's like a bizarro world we live in where we're being invaded by we I mean the United States by people who are pouring in here illegally and 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 they are poor and they're looking for a better opportunity. I don't I recognize that, but you still got to have borders, right? And you still got to have control. But now now it's our problem, U.S. taxpayers' problem, to fix why people are pouring into our country illegally. So we're going to give $400 million to the Guatemalan government that, that won't do squat, huh? But, 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 but give uh, Harris a th- uh, chance to say, I'm, hey, I'm doing something. Right. We're giving them $400 million to, to buy them off here to stop them from sending people illegally, even though there's not anybody left in the country. Right. Because I toured it today. <laughs> I'm, I'm not laughing because it's funny, but that's essentially. It's an absurdity of it. It's an, it's an absurd thing. So, um, anyway. What was it we, we said the, that the Guatemalan, Guatemalan president. Guatemalan is actually a fruit. Guat- yeah. <laughs> Guatemalan. And it's quite good, sorry. too. <laughs> Uh, you gotta, some you gotta, don't knock it till you try. That guatemalan with a little cool whip on yeah, it. Oh that's, that's man, pretty good. now you're talking. Guatemalan. Which one of which one of the countries? I think it was Guatemala that said that uh, over the last ten or twenty years he'd lost twenty five percent of his country coming to the United States. You guys remember that? Yes. Ecuador was it I Ecuador? Think, yeah. Well, how do you how do you build a country if you have that kind of brain drain? Mm-hmm. You're losing people, and besides, unless you have unless you have industry. You you really can't build a nation's wealth just on agriculture, you know, on mm-hmm. growing bananas. Or- Listen, you're going to have to. You would have to change Central America, South America too, to a large extent. You would have to change the fundamentals of their way of life, way of government. That's what. Uh, well, that's what the that's what our founding fathers did. Yes, and the Pilgrims did, and the Puritans did, and and all the people who came to America. Back in the 1700s and 1800s and 1900s. Have we got any left? Have I got any hundreds left 1600s. There? Okay. I, well, may, even before, yeah, I guess Jamestown yep. could say that. But they came here um, and created a free market system and um, and and liberty. And it, it, it changed the world. You know, for everybody who knocks the United States as a systemically racist nation, which Biden did the other day to graduates. Again. Again, just, it just infuriates me uh, the way this guy stands up there and squints and tries to read a teleprompter about how systemically racist America is when he just got through working for the, a, a black president for eight years, elected by the American people. Right. Uh, among other things, and as he gives an interview to Oprah Winfrey, probably the richest woman in the world. Oh, she's black. Yeah. Uh, this is not a systemically racist nation at all. And everybody knows it. Black folks, white folks, everybody knows it's not systemically racist. And he gets up there and touts that garbage uh, because he wants to pander to people. I don't even think he believes it. I think he's just saying it. Mm-hmm. Because if he, Biden, believed we were a systemically racist nation... He hung out with Democrats from the South and from other parts of the country who had KKK ties. Right. Robert Byrd. Robert Byrd, for example, and lauded them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if he, he should have disqualified himself. He should have canceled himself. 
from running for president if he really believed we were a systemically racist country because he was a big part of that. Yeah. Probably not. This doesn't even include the discussion about the uh, the the bill in the '90s that he supported that a lot of uh, African American leaders said said led to mass imprisonment right. of African male young African American males. Anyway, the the, the these the, the Biden and Harris are just an absolute disaster, and we've got three more years, huh? Three now, and a half. Three and a half more years. Now uh, the Republicans took could take Maybe back more. Could take back the House and the Senate. Probably will. Mm-hmm. I guess the 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 good side is conservatives will probably take the House and the Senate, not just Republicans, conservatives in the twenty twenty two. But look at the damage that they could do with these open border policies. Until then, until that time, unless the Democrat, I don't know. Go ahead, Fred. Well, once I get wound up on something, I could go five more minutes here I, before I, I take another sip of coffee, and people are going to be wondering, can Fred and Ed not get a word in edgewise here? I, I don't disagree with that. Did you see edgewise? Any... No, I see. I, I played that one. Yeah, Ed, edgewise. I, go ahead. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I can. I can interrupt some more. I, if I you would want just. Me. I would just say this too: that President Joe Biden, while simul, while calling the U.S. systemically racist simultaneously says the American people are not racist. You know, you can't say that. So he's he is said who that is way. then? Who's he talking about? That's so I said. So the people who are not racist uh, enjoy living in a systemically racist country. That doesn't make any sense. Well, another reason we're not systemically racist, even though Biden says we are and Harris says we are, even though they never define what that means. Have you right. noticed that? Right. All the while. They say we're a systemically racist country, which means we're basically we're we're evil, right? Huh? Our, 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 well, if racism's evil, then that's evil. and we're systemically racist. All the while, they say, "Hey, brown people, come on in, right? Enjoy the fruits of this systemically racist nation." <laughs> Have you? Do you notice a, right a little contradiction there? Fred, Fred, did you see how easy it was to get? Tim going again and my voice is raised <laughs> two octaves he's had a week and it needs to be brought down that's right you should have talked some politics I'm even while you were in Destin <laughs> to get it out of your system all right go Fred all right let's talk about uh emails uh that Hillary Clinton found. no this we is already Dr. Anthony one. Fauci oh, yeah oh, boy Fauci. we got a new email scandal okay. oh we do okay. we do I want to take my time with this because it's a little bit complicated. We now know, thanks to a Freedom of Information Act request, so we're getting emails that have been sent from Dr. Fauci and to Dr. Fauci. This is very interesting, folks. One of these emails, written by Christian Anderson, he's a virologist at California's Scribs Research Institute. He emails Dr. Fauci in January of 2020, to raise the possibility that the coronavirus may have been engineered. All right. Now, what are we, why is this important? Because we were told it all came from the market, from the animal to people. From the bats. Right. And, and now there is speculation, not proven yet, that it could have been engineered. In other words, created inside this Wuhan lab, this virus that got loose. All right. So it appeared in this, uh, as far as this freedom of information, what's he saying? What is this, Dr. Adams? What did he say in this email? He says, the unusual features of the virus make up a really small part of the genome. 
So one has to look really closely at all the sequences to see that some of the features potentially look engineered. So they look at the genetic makeup of this virus. And he started seeing things that in a typical virus you don't see. And what he's saying is, therefore, what I'm seeing in this makeup of this virus had to be put in there by humans. All right, had to be modified. He wrote that his team was in the early stages of looking critically at the data, but found the genome inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory. In other words, what we're seeing in this virus, the genetics of this virus, don't follow the normal evolutionary pattern of, of the development of this virus. But we have to look at this much more closely, and there are still further analysis to be done so those options could still change. But way back a year and a half ago, this guy, this virologist, is looking in his microscope at this virus, and he's saying, hmm, this, this looks unusual. This looks odd. There are components in here that it doesn't make sense, that, that this virus, did, did, it doesn't make sense to say it just evolved evolutionary speaking. Somebody had to engineer components that I'm seeing in here to put them in there. Why is this important? Because that is the debate right now that's going on uh, with people like uh, Dr. Rand Paul questioning Dr. Fauci. 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 Sorry, I slipped. You guys. <laughs> Fauci. We, we need to settle this once and all at some point. Keep going back. I, go ahead. But go I, ahead, I, I find this, this is just another piece, an ingredient that is raising questions about, we, we now believe it certainly came from the lab, but did they, in this lab, this Wuhan lab, did they modify this virus? Did they enhance, which is the other yes, question. Yes, it's, it's contagion. Yes. It's factor, its ability to be contagious and spread. Yes. Did they deliberately do that? And we're not, we're not at the point saying yet that they deliberately released it to the population, but we were getting more and more information. First, you know, the lab workers that got sick back in December in 2019. That's how, that's how this whole story reversed itself when the, when the uh, Wall Street Journal reported that a couple of weeks ago. Yes. That's why people who haven't been paying attention, they go, what happened? Yes. Well, the Wall Street Journal reported about these people who were getting sick, workers in the yes. Wuhan, Wuhan lab. Yes. They were getting sick with COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. And... Um, you know what? Can we just be honest, people, among ourselves here? We all know what happened here. I prefer here. it, yeah. We all know what happened here. They created this. They're working on a virus. They're probably working on all kind of other viruses yeah. in that in that lab over there in communist China. Uh, in the case, in the event that they ever needed to use bioweapons. Now, I don't. This is me speaking here. You guys may disagree with that particular part of the story. Or just studying, I don't know what all they were studying for, but I don't think it was intentionally released, even though I know people who do believe that. Huh? You were very close to me. <laughs> my family. But I believe that it was, it was, it escaped mm-hmm. from the lab. And that's why China panicked. Remember, they tried to lock down everything. So it was created and escaped 
from the lab. It didn't come from bats, or, although that can happen, we know. But what Fauci, where he enters his picture is here, Fauci gave, Fauci's uh, organization gave money to another organization. Okay, follow the money trail here. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. The United States federal government, i.e. taxpayers, funds Fauci's organization. Is yes. that right? It's a government entity. What's that, it called? The uh, uh, the uh, immune uh, allergy, country music hall of fame. Uh, allergy and no. uh, uh, contagious con- infectious diseases. Okay. National anyway, Institute. Yeah, we never heard of this before. Right. So he's, he, his his company his uh, organization gave money to the Wuhan lab. Yes. Right. Yes. To to fund research. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Dr. Fauci intended to give money to the Wuhan lab so they could release a pandemic on the world. Okay. Dr. Fauci's got his issues, but I don't think he's Dr. Dr. Evil. Evil, Okay. Hmm. But what happened was I think Dr. Fauci in all this, he's got two hats. He's wearing the public health hat that he Trump, uh, President Trump had him come out to start with. You know, that, that relationship went south pretty quick. But the second thing is, I think he was panicked. And you see this in these emails. He didn't want to be blamed for a connection with the Wuhan lab when they have released this pandemic on the world. And he might be uh, thought of as complicit with what they were doing over there, doing this in the first place. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? The gain of... Oh, gain of function. Gain of function. Gain of function research. It's Game of Thrones, wasn't it? Gain. Gain. Gain of function. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that just simply means you you increase the capacity of a virus to mutate yeah. and become more lethal so you can prevent it from being lethal, he, I think. Dr. Fauci was hoping all of this would never come out, and now it has. Yeah. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.